Welcome to Japan According to Akio. Everything you wanted to know or didn't think you needed to know about Japan. With me, your host, Akio, living in Japan since 2004 and giving you the lowdown on what it's like to live in and around Tokyo. Well, we're still in the learning process. I recorded the intro and I fucked that all up, so I have to do it all over again. Well, anyway, welcome to episode 77 of Japan According to Akio. Hopefully,、um, the audio on this is shining through, shining bright, so that you can hear me in all of my high definition or at least decent quality glory.、Um, yeah, I,、uh, fingers crossed I got all my audio issues taken care of and we're shining in audio form. But anyway, what we have on deck for this episode is、uh, a bit of a, in the beginning, we have a bit of a, I think,、uh, significant conversation. Where I share some of my experiences in dealing with people,、um, especially more successful people, a nugget, a bit of a nugget that I picked up this week, a conversation that really inspired me a little bit、um, and re- gave me a positive, you know, reaffirmation in my shit, if you know what I'm talking about. And、uh, then we move on and continue with the list that I was doing in, in episode 76. If you haven't listened to ev- episode 76, please go ahead back to that, take a listen. Take a gander, if you will, and、um, yeah, we'll just pick up on that. I didn't get through the whole list, I'm not sure, I'm not quite sure if I'll get through the whole list again. It'll drag, but I think because it just because it'll drag down the podcast, and I have another list on deck anyway that I picked up in a lesson today, which I'll keep in the stash for next time. But you know, whatever、uh, this list was going well, I might、uh, continue it in the next episode, depending on how I feel. If not, you know, we'll figure it out. But for now, it's a long ass intro, so just go ahead and enjoy. All right, y'all. Hey, 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 everybody. What's going on? Welcome to Japan According to Akio, episode 77. Sorry, I think I just bumped the mic stand. Guess what? I officially have a real mic stand. It's kind of amazing. And my apologies once again for the previous episode. Ideally, if you're hearing this correctly, <laughs> I hope I got the thing right. Apparently, I figured out you know, my sound quality issues. I've kind of hopped the learning curve and leveled up, if you will. So, I am officially giving out like better quality shit. <laughs> I guess so. That, that, that might be the thing. That might be the wave. But, um, but yeah, I'm、um, feeling pretty good about the moves I made. Just to let you know, again, my process, if you will, I have been spending the past、mm, four or five days up until like 2 30 in the morning just trying to figure out sound editing, going between watching YouTube videos and just trial and error type shit. So I think I got it. I think I got it. <laughs> I'm going to listen to the final version of this and make sure I got it. So I'm kind of jumping the gun a bit. I did a sound test before. Editing, I think,、uh, before starting to record, I, th- I think I got it all right. So,、um, yeah, fingers crossed on this one. If this audio sucks again, my bad. It's back to the drawing board, you know, but、uh, I'm pretty confident this time around. So, so let's get into it.、Um, excuse me. Sorry. I, I, I drank a beer before starting this, you know,、uh, it's my day off, my night off. And I'm spending it recording, talking to you guys. Nothing really special for me coming up this week. So、um, it's probably it's just going to be a continuation 
of what we were doing on the previous episode. If by chance you're one of the four people who might be new listeners at some point in time in the future, what we're really doing is um, just, uh, whatchamacallit, we're just um, going down the list, a list that I had before. Um, again, like I said, I randomly picked up in an episode, in an episode, in a lesson. Again, sorry, I drank a beer a few minutes ago. <laughs> the topic of this is 50 unusual and weird things to do in Tokyo every uh, 50 and unusual bit my lip 50 unusual and weird things to do in Tokyo every first timer must try right and in the previous episode if you haven't listened to that please go back and listen to episode 76 um I got through the first 10 of these and I'm um, Again, I'm probably not going to get through all of these because I'd like to do some other recording uh, tonight. <clears throat> probably not going to go too bonkers just because I have another, you know, tomorrow's my day off. And I'd kind of be good if I can actually recover a bit. So at least one night I need to like take it somewhat easy. So I'll probably just like relax after recording a bit and just mellow out or something. Take a chill pill or something. But um. And also because tomorrow I'm actually going uh, to visit one of my restaurant tour friends, um, his place, going to take the family out over there um, and, I don't know, eat, you know, just catch up and whatnot. I don't really know what to expect going over there. Again, it's one of those kind of things you just got to roll with it, recurring theme, if you will. Um, and, you know, uh, eat, talk, relax. And uh, just catch up with some people that I call some students, former students, I should say, but that I consider my friends. Like I'm, I'm very much some people. Well, I can talk about uh, teaching for a little bit. Some people, for better or for worse, like I'm not here to judge. You know, in, in the English teaching game here in Japan, are really all about the money, all about the skrilla. Just like yo, give me the cash, take this English. You know, like I'm just serving you. Um, I've kind of gone oh I, oh I can talk about some other shit um not in detail but but this kind of brings up a little a little nugget for me um some people are really all about the money again I'm not judging those people but I, if you listen to my previous episode talking about you know really being accepted and, and receiving what you give from Japanese people um what I've found is ever since like I put my best foot forward in my private teaching, again, uh, this is someone talking with, you know, coming up on like 15 years experience te teaching English in Japan. So it is a learning curve, is it? There is a learning curve to teaching English in Japan. Like if you are coming here as an English teacher and you're thinking about taking uh, teaching private lessons, that's a whole nother, a whole nother conversation. It, it goes pretty deep. I'm not really sure I want to like sprinkle the secret secret sauce that much so wide um just for a lot of different reasons there's a lot of different philosophies about uh, the way people teach their lessons and stuff like that i kind of really want to prefer to keep the way i do things kind of close to the chest just because you know n no special no special reason it's nothing nothing like teaching techniques and stuff like that but just like my general philosophy of, about how i approach teaching i kind of want to just keep a little bit of that to myself you know it's kind of like personal so no no offense and, and there's no like top secret information or stuff like that that i'm hiding from y'all it's just i'm very much with my lessons i'm very much invest. I, I can tell you this i'm very much invested in my private students so 
Um, and a lot of them generally end up becoming my friends, you know, even after we've, um, stopped our lessons. Like I, I tend to kind of take on private students that I consider as friends, or I consider having the potential to be friends or being somewhat in line with my life philosophy or something I can learn from, or we can both leave mutually gain from the experience. So, um, some people on the other hand are really much like, yo, give me the cash, whoever, whatever, whatever, I don't care. Just give me my money and, and whatever. So not saying whichever one is right, whichever one is wrong, but um, the person that I'm going to, or the, the family, because I actually saw the whole family, that I'm going to meet are restaurant owners. Um, and, you know, they invited us. We haven't caught up in a while, so invited me and my family out to go meet them and their family, you know, um, and, and during work hours and just eat and see their new place and stuff like that. Again, like this is nothing business related. This is nothing like transactional. It's yo, like let's meet up and that some people think that's a waste of time. Um, I've, I've very much encountered other teachers that I've not really butted heads with, but just didn't see, I, I, I kind of kept my opinion to myself and just listen where, um, they're like, yo, fuck that. I'm not going anywhere. I'm not seeing anybody unless they get, they paying me. You know, I've, I've kind of encountered those type of people as well. And that's cool. But I, for me, um, and especially changing my view and, and where, you know, you if you've been listening to podcasts, you kind of know, I kind of have a vision and the direction I'm really going in. And ever since doing that, I've found that, you know, giving more than I receive, giving first and providing service first. I've gotten back way more in return. And I'm going to talk about it a little bit, not too much detail, just because it's kind of like some super top, top secret business shit. Like, I'm serious. It's like some high-level shit. I'm not even going to talk about the industry. I'm not talking about anything, really. Um, just because I don't want to divulge any information from this conversation I had. So I'm going to just be talking very vaguely before I get into the list, but pretty much what happened was, um, sometime this week, like I had a conversation with one of my private students who's actually like a very, very successful, uh, business owner, you know, um, like, you know, built hundred million dollar company, like, like I'm talking hundred million dollar company, you know, um, and knock on wood through serendipity, I was able to teach this guy and you know get kind of close in in, in intimate settings with this guy and, and talk one-on-one -on -one with this guy and you know one of the reasons why is because like in the beginning uh, and this, again this is piggybacking on what i was talking about in my previous uh episode in the beginning it was not worth my while at all like from a transactional standpoint like the hourly wage was was pretty good, but you know, if you're teaching in in Japan as a private teacher, you have to prepare. If you're doing it right, you have to prepare. You go teach, come back to where you're going. It can be like a, a depending on what you're doing, like a three hour process just for like a one hour lesson, right? Um, and so a lot goes into it if you're doing it the right way, especially at a higher level, an elite level. Um, I hesitate to use the word elite. Okay, I'll use the word elite level because I do think I'm an elite level teacher. I know I'm an elite level teacher. Fuck that. Okay, I got confidence in my shit. But um, but um, and and not necessarily elite in like I know everything about English. It's that that's not really it. Um, teaching in Japan, I say, especially teaching to people of that caliber, is more about customer service 
meeting people's needs and still providing the best quality service you can being flexible customer service the availability like it's a lot of shit that goes into it and again things that you might not be willing to give but for me at this stage in my life what i find is that the intangibles that i i, I get down the road if i put in the work are, are worth that are worth that effort quite a bit and um an example would be like my effort within my company you know, like my project, my dream, like what I'm in the process of doing, just getting off, finally getting off the ground now after, after like several fucking long years of like figuring it out. The seeds of that were planted in putting in service, providing service to a private student who ended up being, you know, I ended up getting close with building a relationship and ended up being my inspiration, which provided me, you know, the ammo to really go off and shoot my shot at my dreams and my goals. And same thing here. This week, you know, um, just talking to this guy and he was just going over some of his plans. Like he's an older dude, too, um, you know, um, but he the, the the restaurateur guy, he's he's like my age. But the um old the other guy, he's like, you know, uh, middle aged, like, you know, 50s, 60s. And he, you know, basically explaining to me like what his grand scheme, what he's going to do and things like that. And me being able to listen to that and soak up game from this dude, like, it was like, whoa. And, and and I didn't really tell him, you know, I was just like, yo, thank you so much for that conversation. I mean, it was in the course of our lesson. I wasn't just like listening, like, yo, tell me all your shit. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm teaching him, but I'm still soaking up game at the during the process because the conversation went in a certain way. And I was able to, like, hear some really see he's like yo this is only between me and you which is why i'm not divulging any details about this i'm not just gonna be like all right cool i won't tell anyone and just like talk about blabber about it over and over my podcast um but just in general like that type of conversation you know um that i was able to like really soak up again just us two in a room um was just information that like i would not have access to if i didn't do what i do and that's and i got nuggets in a real bunch of shit like it was really like reconfirming what i'm doing where i'm going and you know gave me some nuggets too about you know chess moves how to play the chess moves when you get your pieces to a certain point and i was just like yo why okay i see what you're talking about like i need to do so in my vision now it's like okay i need to flip it like this when i get to this point yeah i'm laying like the groundwork and you know i'm i'm right now like i'm i got my sleeves hands dirty now but my mindset moving forward is very much changed and very much affected by this conversation i had with this private student you know who i've been teaching for several years and you know doing a lot of stuff extra stuff that i'm not really compensated for per se um and that uh, people some some other people might look at me like i'm stupid or i'm crazy for doing that but on the back end just like i talked about being able to clap those clappers i was clapping the clappers i was like clicky clicky clack clickety clack <laughs> you know i was like oh snap with my ears um and just soaking up stuff that really like you cannot hear um, at all unless you get in those type of circles unless you get in those type of situations in in japan like the only is trust you know i it's like jay-z says it's a secret society all we ask is trust you know i mean it's not like all like that but it's kind of like that so um if you are coming to japan and you know you 
want to again just just re- reconfirming what I was saying before, and you want to mingle within certain groups and move within certain circles. The point is, you have to put your best foot forward here. And again, it really depends on what you want to get out of the situation, or and you might not be able to get. The main thing is, you might not be able to see the benefits you're going. You can possibly get from that situation immediately in Japan. And if you do get benefits, it might not be worth what you think you put in. But that's not the whole point here. You know, um, that's not really what Japan is about. That's not really what Japan society is about. It's not like I give if I can get. It's like you give willingly. And you give openly and you give 100% to the group, to the person, you know, to others. And it comes, karmically comes back around some way or it's supposed to come back around some way. It doesn't always work like that in society here. I'll tell you that for damn sure. But keeping that philosophy about living here, um, it might take some adjustment depending on where you're from. Uh, it, it, for me, I would say it 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 was very... It wasn't a a big leap. It's a bit different from how American society works for me. But in the terms of my community where I'm from, the concept of respect, the concept of uh, being down for for people who, you know, fuck with you or who you fuck with, if you will, that loyalty kind of thing. I just had to tweak it a little bit in my in my way of thinking. And and also, I'm not going to lie, I became a much more positive person. And then after I did that, laid that groundwork, it was a lot easier for me to um, really invest in other people um, openly and honestly. So, sorry I went off on that a little bit, but but I think it's an important kind of thing just for you to understand about life here in Japan and maybe even life in general. Because I I would imagine, like, at certain levels of society, that's probably... Um, a universal concept again i've only really dealt with people in that like you know i'm i'm dude i'm not i'm not bragging because i ain't got that type of money yet <laughs> but in the you know i'm talking 10 million 50 million 100 million two three hundred million dollar category like you know actually sitting down at the table with these type of people um that's a really important thing to understand now i I don't really know what that's like in western society but in japan that's a really really important thing to know and a really really important thing to get so um if that's where your ambitions lie that's where you want to go with your life just a nugget i'm passing on to you something that i had it took me like 10 plus years to kind of figure out okay all right that's enough of the deep shit let's get into some bullshit (laughs) all right so we're gonna continue with uh the list uh so here we go so again back to the list uh number 11 number 11 so number 11 on this list is pretend to be a rich a ginza rich lister for a day now ginza if you haven't heard me talk about it before um, you, well, you've probably heard me talk about Ginza before. On previously on the list, I talked about Uniqlo and how Ginza. Um, sorry, I'm moving around a bit. If it if it fucks with the mic a bit, but um, well, I'm gonna edit this anyway. But we'll we'll listen to it and see what happens. But um, if you've heard me talk about Ginza before, which you probably have, you already know that the the dynamic of that place is kind of changing. It is kind of like the Rodeo Drive. Of Tokyo, if you will, or one of them, I'd say. I'm from the, I probably put it up there as the highest one. It, it does. Actually, it, no, it does. It has the, I believe, the highest uh, property value per square meter in Japan, if you will. So, um, 
although it is very touristy on the main roads there I, I kind of wander the back streets every now and then uh just in, in my travels and the back streets is where the money is like you can kind of if if you know what you're looking at you can kind of see the signs of the money that's that's there and again it does stay hidden the plastic glitz and the glamour of ginza which is probably gonna what's gonna be talked about here is um no, about, they, talk, they cover some shit that um that i covered before about the um armani suit uniforms for the ginza's uh public elementary school but that's like the flash of it um behind the scenes it's really where you see the quiet money that lives there a little bit if you know what you're looking for again it's a lot of older people a lot of older money really quiet not too flashy but it's there it is there okay um next uh <laughs> i think i talked about this dine at the kawaii monster cafe in harajuku and again like i said harajuku has become like a tourist paradise if you will or tourist haven um the kawaii monster cafe i've, I've never been there i'm probably uh, ideally i would never go there uh, just because it's not my thing um it's too way too touristy for me um it, it is this kawaii what it sounds like kawaii is like a kali pamu pamu halloween type themed restaurant from the pictures that i've seen where you can get like you know multicolored noodles and some overpriced food that's really cool and really good for instagram um but it's definitely touristy but definitely something i'll probably recommend you do if you're new to japan <clears throat> or just come here on holiday um, I don't really have that much to say about it just because, but Google it. I'd say if if you're coming here just for a little while, Google it is pr is probably definitely worth your while. Thirteen, taste the delicious cheap sushi at Genki Sushi. Genki Sushi. Um, and I'd say not only Genki Sushi. I've never been to Genki Sushi, but I'll just say in general, any like rotating sushi bar, uh, in Tokyo is gonna be a place that's gonna be interesting. Just an interesting trip for you to go to. Um, I don't really know what the fuck Genki Sushi is. <laughs> it's probably a sushi chain. Um, but yeah, I I, w I would imagine the one in Shibuya. Since this, the list recommends the one in Shibuya, the one in Shibuya is probably really used to dealing with foreign people, especially English speakers. So that might be a good bet for you. Again, I'm I'm kind of far gone. I'm like almost 15, fourteen. I'm fourteen and a half years deep into here. So not saying that to brag, but just. I'm realized like there's a disconnect with me on a lot of different things. My concept of how to approach certain situations and certain things just because of my length of time here. So in some ways, like I talked about in the previous episode with Pachinko, it's kind of a negative because I've missed the window of doing some opportunities. The the you know naivete, the the kind of rose colored glasses are kind of gone from me. So, um, which always isn't a good thing. Like. For example, again, I'm getting all sidetracked, but it's true. Like, I tell people who are new here, like, like a lot, uh, several times this has happened where, like, people who are new here are like, hey, what advice can you give me of, of dating Japanese girls or, you know, at the bar, stuff like that? And I'll tell them, like, dude, it's better if I don't tell you shit and you just go in blind and figure it out. The more stuff I'll tell, the more advice I'll give, means more filters I'll give to that person. And a lot of times, like, for a foreign guy, I'm not saying, like, go in and do some dumb shit, but, you know, being respectful, of course, you know, but having the courage to actually try and talk to someone 
um, yeah, I would say for women too. The, the same probably goes for women too. Um, you know, you're not jaded, so you don't have that block in you. So you're able to, you know, actually break through the walls, barriers of communication a lot better than someone like me might because I can kind of see those blocks and recognize them. You know, when you're just like running through a brick wall, just <laughs> so every time like someone it's happened like three or four times I've been out and someone new is just I've, we've had a conversation, either a friend of a friend or just a random person. I'm like, dude, like, don't ask me shit. You're probably going to do a lot better than any advice I can give you just off the humble. So if you, if you have some charisma and some type of personality to you, if you're a fucking asshole or you're just a fucking, you know, boring, then hey, then that's universal so i can't i can't help you <laughs> but um but okay anyway 15 party all night at in the shinjuku party district uh, they're probably talking about kabuki show yeah they're talking about kabuki show that's something that i would not really know too much about i've only part have i partied all night in Shinjuku, I've never, I don't think I've ever partied all night in Shinjuku. I've partied all night, and Shinjuku was part of it. What, from what I remember, like, I've started in, and this has only been several times, I'm not really a big fan of Shinjuku or Ikebukuro, nothing against those areas, but if you listen to me, I'm very much more of a central and southeastern, southern, southeastern Tokyo type of person. I don't really spend too much time in the northern parts of Tokyo, western parts of Tokyo, northwestern parts of Tokyo, um, just for a lot of different reasons, is where I started working, you know, where I live most of the time, so the vibe is just kind of really different for me in those areas, so in my personality as well, so uh, yeah, I can't really speak to that, but um, if you are, like, so I've done, you know, started in Shinjuku, Hopped in a taxi, gone to Shibuya, finished my night in Shibuya. I've done that a few times, and that was kind of quite cool. Um, but again, the vibes are just totally different. If you are a party person, you are a drinker, um, yeah, go for it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Just research some clubs, research some bars, research places, and go to well-established places. Don't be drunk wandering around listening to someone telling you, hey, come to this place, it's dope. That's not really going to be a good plan of action. Anybody, generally speaking, anybody who's on the street trying to get you to go into their bar or, or nightclub, that's generally not going to be the spot to go to. Just, just because people here are going to go, a, a, you know, a place that's the shit doesn't really need people advertising it. That's just a general rule. I mean, generally speaking, like you might have people giving you flyers for something. Like I think. I remember um, Club Camelot, which is probably still around uh, in Shibuya, one of the biggest clubs that's still remaining there. I remember, like, the week it opened. This is fuck, like a long time almost 10 years ago. I remember the week it opened, they were giving out flyers and shit, like, free passes for it. And me and a friend, I forgot exactly who I was with, but we're, we're going somewhere. And they were giving out flyers and, you know, free passes and i was like oh, oh free passes all right let's go check it out and it was like actually a really really nice club because it opened up and it was new and so it was a good crowd and stuff like that now I, you know i haven't been to a nightclub in a while but last time i was there with i think a few former co-workers like um before who were leaving i was like all right i'll come out with you guys i was like oh shit the atmosphere this motherfucker's changed well i didn't i don't know if the atmosphere changed or if i changed but it really wasn't as popping as it was before so 
again, I don't know perspective. I don't know if it was me. I don't know if it was the atmosphere or whatever. But um, the club is nice. That club, for example, is nice. Um, multi-levels, like a lot of shit to do. So, um, But just generally, for me, if I had to do a night out <clears throat> and Shinjuku was involved, it would probably be involved something like going to Shinjuku, partying a lot in the Shinjuku party district, then taking the last train to Shibuya, ooh, which would be um, probably like one fifteen in the morning. Again, if you're taking the last train, this is on the Yamanote line, just one train, one stop. Um, that would probably be the move if you're on a budget. I'd probably hop in a taxi if it's like four people and you have and you're not like really hurting for cash. You can just hop in a taxi because um, you can fit four people in a taxi and that's probably going to be about the uh, same amount that you're going to spend on the train anyway it's a lot more comfortable you can see a lot more of tokyo and um and oh, it'll probably be a little bit more probably double what you pay on the train but eh, whatever the train might be easy um the train will be easier and you can take a beer with you a drink with you that'll probably be what, what i would advise you know go have fun in shinjuku grab some drinks from the convenience store Give yourself enough time to find the Yamote line because if you miss that last train, you're going to be taking a taxi. Nothing sucks more than actually missing your last train. So give yourself a good like 15, 20 minutes to, from the venue to the train. Just do that to just do that as a general rule. It's just easy. And um, not 15 minutes, not 10 minutes. Give yourself like 20 minutes, you know, and from where you're partying at in Shinjuku, leave, go to the convenience store, get some drinks, go in the train take the last train to Shibuya and then party all night there and finish the night there will probably be what I would do if I were um, picking a night out type of itinerary. So, and or another club in that area, for example, air or fuck. Well, I don't even know what I can't even speak to what is like popping here now. Cause I'm just totally out of the loop. So, you know, you got to Google that yourself. All right. Next 16, the discover Japanese cuisine beyond sushi with a Tokyo food tour. What the fuck? <laughs> a Tokyo food tour? I don't even know what the fuck that is. Okay, I mean, I can imagine, but fuck that. Okay, skip that. 17. Spend a day at the world's best Disneyland. Ooh, that's a bold statement. The world's best Disneyland is Tokyo Disneyland. Okay. Or just Tokyo Disney Resort, meaning Tokyo Disney and Disney Sea. Um, um, again, you'd have to kind of read through this. I'm not gonna read this. I'm. You might have heard me talk about Disney. I'm not like a huge Disney guy. I'd say if you do go to Tokyo Disney, don't go on a fucking weekend. Go on a weekday. Uh, it's a world of difference. Also, if you try to avoid going in summertime, like when schools are not on holiday, because you'll just be swarmed by fucking like high school kids. So. That's my only advice for that. Again, I'm just not really going to get into it too much. Number 18, uh, delight in the spring cherry blossoms in Tokyo. Yes, I've kind of talked about cherry blossom season extensively here, so I'll make, skip that. 19, seek out all of the wacky vending machines in Tokyo. Mm, you can do that if you want to. Um, yeah, I think I've talked about the lack of underwear vending machines and you know, there are just a lot of regular vending machines. I guess, like, you would have to actually go seek out, meaning hunt for, yeah, um, you'd have to actually do this, yeah, purposely, but uh, if you're into that type of shit, like, okay, it would definitely be, like, a 
good photograph montage kind of thing or YouTube kind of vlog would be that'll probably be a good vlog to have if you want to do that. Twenty, see the house of the Japanese emperor, the Tokyo Imperial Palace. Very good thing to do. Very easy to find. Serene place, you know, dead smack in the middle of central Tokyo. Um, I, 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 yeah, I would say that's something to do. Again, not too much really to expand upon there. Twenty one. Uh, let me see. Hmm. Okay, we're thirty minutes deep. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna stop here. Right, we've got through ten of these. Ten more of these. We got through twenty. So on the no, okay, let me go to twenty five. Let me push this to twenty five. I'm doing this for you guys. Okay, we're pushing it to twenty five. Right. So twenty one. Uh, step back at in time at the Edo Wonderland theme park. I don't know what the fuck that is, but it, the picture has some dudes wearing yukatas. Uh, so, okay, it might be cool. You can wear a fake sword and take pictures next to young girls. All right. 22. Uh, visit Mandalake, the world's largest anime and manga reseller. Okay, know nothing about that. Okay. 23. Make so a new prickly friend at the uh, Tokyo Hedgehog Cafe. Yep, there's several themed cafes: hedgehogs, owls, cats, um, whatever. I've never been to one. From what I have pieced together, and I think just passing and randomly reading like the terms in the, in, of of the place, it's not technically a cafe. It, it, cafe is just like a buzzword that they use, to, I think, to pull people in. It's like a petting zoo, pretty much. And literally, you can, I think you can order drinks there, but generally they're like, you can just bring in your own stuff. So the attraction, of course, is not necessarily ordering, like, you don't really want to be just like, you know, ordering like tea and like cake with like cats hovering all around you. But I think you can bring in some of your own food and or drinks and pay for time with the animals. And I think that's the main thing. Um, I think there's, I saw something for like a monkey cafe as well, where of course the monkeys are in cages, but it's just like a regular restaurant where you just can't look at a monkey in a cage, like, you know, while you're eating or whatever. So it's just kind of like a themed experience, depending on the type of animal that's based around. But, um, yeah, I'd say hedgehogs would be kind of cool. Sonic movies coming out. All right, um, 24, uh, visit the insanely popular Japanese animation studio, Ghibli Museum. Never been to the Ghibli Museum. I've heard good things about it, so check it out if you um, can or want to. By the way, I think I've been bumping the cord of this a few times. Um, I'm still getting my setup together, so if that picks up on the mic, my apologies about that. I'll listen to it again after I do all my editing, and if it does pick up on the mic my my bad about that i'll try to be better about it last one for tonight is try your luck try your luck at catching a crowded tokyo subway at peak hour <sighs> you can try that if you want to yeah i mean it was like a entertaining type of experience for me when i was new to japan um, I'm kind of over it now. I think a lot of people who live here, you get over it really fast. The novelty of like being packed onto a train with people is really old. The one thing I would recommend, just keep make sure you keep your hands up high. Keep your hands up on the rails, especially if you're a guy. Hands up on the rails, hands up on your bag. I've talked about it in a previous episode. It just makes life easier.
Um, so all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap it up there for tonight uh, with under my new audio setup. Yay, yeah, yeah. I'm really really stoked about this. So uh, let me know what you think about the audio. Again, questions for Akil at gmail.com. Um, my now I know my Twitter is like in the ice age. My Instagram's ice cold just because I got so much other stuff going on. Um, my apologies about that. But uh yeah, I don't know, I'll figure something out. You can you can DM me at um Japan according to Akio on um Instagram and I'll see a DM which I get none of. <laughs> so um that's the that's that's about that. But if you have any questions or anything like that, just hit me up, let me know what's going on. And I'll just leave things there. Alright, y'all, have a good week. Take it easy. Later. <laughs>